You can be reading your Bible every day and praying and listening to sermons and journaling and doing all the things that you think should add up to being a person of strong faith, but you would be missing something. And that something is meeting on a regular basis in person with other believers, otherwise known as church. (laughs) Now, whether you are a regular churchgoer already, or maybe you're hit and miss, maybe you literally never go, or maybe you just watch online. Wherever you fall, I want you to keep listening because we are going to dive into what God says about church, the motivation behind why you are or are not going to church, and how that is going to affect your faith. So get ready for a perspective shift around how you look at Sunday mornings. Let's go. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast. I'm Jenny Laurie Hope, your life and health coach. Getting Unstuck is an empowering podcast for women who are looking for a biblical perspective on their life and health challenges. You can expect to hear practical tips for living a healthy and productive life, faith-based wisdom to help you reduce anxiety and overwhelm, and simple ways to reconnect with God and find true wholeness. Happy Tuesday, friends. Before we get started, I wanted to celebrate a milestone. The podcast hit 3,500 downloads this week, which was super exciting for me to see. I really feel like this is where I'm supposed to be, just the outlet that God has for me, and it makes me so happy to think that out there in the world, some of you are putting in your AirPods and listening to me while you wash dishes or fold laundry or drive to work. I am just honored to be spending time with you, and I truly hope you are getting a lot out of it. If you're not already following the show, that's the easiest way to stay in touch with me. If you hit follow, new episodes will pop up to the top of your list when they come out. And of course, if you want to pause for 30 seconds and go leave me a rating or a review, that is how my show gets traction and visibility and new listeners. So that would be amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening. So we have been spending the last few weeks talking about different aspects of spiritual health. We talked about what to do when the Bible feels boring, and we talked about what to do when prayer feels lifeless. So prayer and Bible reading. Well, today we're going to talk about an aspect of faith that is just not about you by yourself, like what you are doing personally. We're talking about church. And I feel like just saying that, I am opening a can of worms. (laughs) Church can be a little complicated, can't it? You might have grown up in a really strict home. Maybe you were forced to go to church when you really didn't want to. Or maybe you experienced church hurt and it's like the last place you want to go. Or maybe you've always gone and maybe you've enjoyed it, but you kind of looked at it more like a social club or something that just makes you feel good. I was a mix. So I grew up going to a very small church, about 125 people, and we met in an ugly yellow building. And I'm not kidding, we called it the UYB for ugly yellow building. (laughs) I don't have a ton of memories from that stage, but I do remember loving Vacation Bible School 
And that was the church I was saved in when I was nine years old. I was baptized by my dad in a swimming pool at Sunday Night House Church. And I remember giving my testimony on a microphone the next Sunday. And we moved a few years later. My high school years, it was one of those every Sunday, every Wednesday night situations. Like we were at church just about every time the door was open. Fast forward to early married years, like before kids, it was definitely a hit or miss season. (laughs) Maybe like once a month, we would go and it would be mainly because I was feeling guilty. I would start to feel really bad about missing church and so we would go. And that would like appease my soul. It would ease my conscience for long enough to, you know, skip a few more weeks and then show up again. Just like full transparency, y'all. Now, once we had kids, it became like a necessity. We needed community. (laughs) We needed support. We needed other families to connect with, for our kids to play with. But even then, I would say I looked at it like a social club with shared values. So I'm like, I want to hang out. I want to like have friends who love Jesus. I was plugged into a degree but I was not experiencing the full picture of what God intended church to be. So let's just take a look at what that is for a minute. So one of the best passages to look at is Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So this was written in the very early history of the church. Believers have always kind of needed this reminder, like, hey, let's prioritize this. Hey, let's come together. Why? Well, the goal of going to church is not to see like what you can get out of it, right? That was my problem when I was in the phase when my kids were little. I was there to take. I was there like, oh, look, they have childcare. Oh, what a great kids program. Oh, look, I can dump my kids here and go sit and relax and be poured into. (laughs) And I, I was a consumer. And there is a place for that, no doubt. Like, I'm not saying that's not part of it. We are there to get poured into. But what else does it say there? We're supposed to gather in order to stir up one another to love and good works. Stir up one another. Like, that's active. We're there to serve others. We're there to be encouragers. Part of being a follower of Jesus is trying to be a living sacrifice. That's what Romans 12.1 says we're to do. That's our reasonable act of worship is to be a living sacrifice. No biggie. No biggie. Just be a living sacrifice. But part of that is just giving your time, your energy, pouring into other believers. If we go back to the Hebrews passage, it says not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, which is kind of funny to me, like calling people out. Some of you people has become a habit. Just, I mean, it was a problem then. It's a problem now. It is a struggle to prioritize this, right? But it's important. Think about your faith as a fire. It can dwindle. It can start to go out. You need to like throw some new logs on there. You need to stir the embers. When I think about stirring up one another, that is the image that comes to me. It's like stirring the embers. My parents had a real wood-burning fireplace and, you know, they have the pokers and stuff. And we would, you stir the embers. It's, it was kind of fun. And you could see it like reignite 
the logs and like get going and get burning add some fresh oxygen in there like let's get this fire going people we need other people to do that it is really hard to stir yourself up let me just say that so what does this look like you know singing together in worship receiving prayer from someone else giving prayer to someone praying over someone hearing a sermon like live and in person i think covid made a lot of people fall into this slumber of online church you're really missing out. So doing these things in person is so different. And this really goes even beyond the Sunday service. We're really called to do life together. 1 Thessalonians 2.8, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Like share your life with these people. I mean, it's no small ask, but that is how it's meant to be. Galatians 6, 2, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. This is that kind of relational thing happening. The church is not a building. It is a body of people. Ephesians 4, 15 through 17, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love isn't that like a cool way to think about it <laughs> i love the imagery and first corinthians 12 14 and 15 for the body does not consist of one member but of many if the foot should say because i'm not a hand i do not belong to the body that would not make it any less a part of the body <laughs> So as a Christian, if we're not meeting together with other believers, we're actually taking something away from the health of that body. You have a role to play. You are important. Each and every person is important. Every believer has a place. So yeah, if the hand said like, hey, I'm not showing up today, or the foot's like, I'll be there in three weeks, y'all. You know, hope you make it. It's just so hard. The body is supposed to be complete. It's supposed to function as a whole. So everybody needs to show up as much as they can. And the cool part is when you function that way, when you show up and you use your spiritual gifts to benefit others, it will absolutely grow your own faith. I spoke to a group of moms yesterday. I used the gifts that God has given me to share a message and it blessed me to do that. I was showing up for them, but God pours right back into me like through that process. When you use your gifts, it helps you feel less burned out. It reminds you that the Holy Spirit is alive and working. It's a blessing. Church is also supposed to be like an extended family. They always talk about, you know, in the Bible, brothers and sisters in Christ. It's supposed to really be that. <laughs> I used to hear that and just be like, yeah, whatever. Well, once you experience it, you're like, oh, that's what it means. There's actually five scriptures in the Bible that command us to greet each other with a holy kiss. It's in Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, 1 Thessalonians, uh, 1 Peter talks about a kiss of love. Obviously, in the U.S. and 2024, 
kissing someone on the cheek may not be (laughs) the best plan. Don't go to church and do that and say, I told you to. But kissing someone in, in this sense, in the way it's talked about, this was like a familial kind of kiss, not a romantic kiss, but a holy kiss. It was just a sign of love. Like you love a family member. Church is supposed to be like that. And I don't know about you, but I need a hug every so often that's not for my kids or my husband. I spend a lot of my week working from home all by myself. (laughs) And part of why I love church is getting a real hug from someone who I know loves Jesus. And because of our shared love of Jesus, we can share a love for one another that is just kind of unlike any other. I know that people at my church would drop anything and pray for me. I know they would bring me food if my family was in a tough spot. I know they would do whatever they could for me. A healthy church is going to feel like that. And the way the world is right now, boy, don't we need that, right? We need community. We need support. We need a place to use our gifts. We need a place to connect. We need a place to worship. We need church, y'all. Capital C, big church. So what do I want you to do? I would love to encourage you to just take a step, go one level deeper in whatever church looks like for you right now. So let's say you've never been to church. Just go look for one near you to visit, like step one, right? Just do a little research. What's around you? Where could you go visit? Plan a visit. Maybe you just haven't been in a while. Maybe you've fallen into the online church slumber, or you just kind of, it just slipped out of your schedule. I know this happens. It's happened to us. Prioritize it again. Make it an aim to go every Sunday for the next four weeks in a row. Maybe you're already going. You're like, I already got that. Check. Join a small group. Maybe you're already in a small group. Lead a small group. This is how church goes. It's a place for spiritual growth. It's a, a place for discipleship. You should, over your, your spiritual lifetime, you should be taking these steps. You grow as a Christian, and then you start leading other Christians. You help other Christians grow. That's the whole design. I do want to take a moment and talk about if you might be in the wrong church. That's not what this episode is about, but I know there's been, we've changed churches at different times and not necessarily because there was even anything wrong with the church we were in. It's not like, oh, this church is falling apart. We need to go somewhere else. But I do believe that God has a church for you right now. And it is possible that you're not in the right place. So pray about it if that's how you feel. If you're like, I would go to church, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It's not clicking. Maybe you're not sure about what they're teaching. There could be a lot of reasons why. Sometimes it's the church and sometimes it's just you not plugging in. (laughs) Just keeping it real. That's been us too. It's like, well, how do you even know that's the right church? How much have you even plugged in, right? You've got to give it a real shot before you really know if that's the church for you. So pray about it. And I'll leave you with this. Matthew 16, 18, and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God loves the church. He built the church. He compares the church to the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ here on earth. So make every effort 
to be part of that body, to take part in that and see if that doesn't change your faith. See y'all next time. Did you like the show? Did you learn something? If you enjoyed this episode, it would be awesome if you could leave our mom a review. Thank you. Thank you. If this episode helped you in some way, it would mean the world to me if you would text it to a friend or share it with another mom who needs a breakthrough. And it would be a huge blessing to me if you could rate or review the podcast. That is how the word gets out, how more moms find me and how we can all share a little bit more of God's word with those who need it.